0: You're listening to the MaritimeGardening.com podcast, episode nine. Hey there, thanks for tuning in to episode nine of the MaritimeGardening.com podcast. And once again, I am joined with Mr. Greg Otten. How are you doing today, Greg?
1: doing great looks like the warm weather is finally with us it does it looks that way we'll see
0: at least for this week and um oh when we recorded this episode so alrighty. so what is on the menu for episode
1: nine today we're going to talk about raised beds are they all that in a bag of chips or what (laughs) uh (laughs) they seem to raise beds seem to be all the rage these days you know i i build them for people i try to talk people out of them and i'm going to talk about that today there's some advantages to having them they certainly look cool but there's also many disadvantages and they create problems and they're not they're absolutely not necessary for a great garden Mm. so i'm going to talk about that today
0: cool yeah because this is very fitting uh Anyone who knows me knows, you know, I am not really a gardener per se. I, I have an interest in it, and Greg is the expert, obviously, in this in this uh, environment that we've created with this podcast, and my first gardening, my first actual gardening attempt is about to take place in a small raised garden bed. Take it away.
1: Lucky you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... I've 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 used them before, and I even have. I think I've got one in my garden just because of the contour of the land to get it to be level. Uh, One side is actually yeah almost sixteen inches off the ground. So Um, so
0: my in-laws' proper Well, down here on the so shore. um, Yeah. Well, the the soil where my in-laws live, which is where this raised garden bed is going to be or is, uh, is. Just, it's nothing but solid shale, Um, right? So, uh, I guess that's the idea is to set up a little bit of soil in this slightly raised area where we can try and grow something. But uh, I'm anxious to hear what you have to say,
1: yeah. Well, certainly, if you're growing on rocks, yeah, (laughs) that's what (laughs) it is. You're literally growing on rocks, and you got to go up, you can't go down, yeah. But people grow them regardless. I see them all over the place, even in my neighborhood, people build these things that are. They just build up, mm. and um, let's talk about the advantage of them first. They're right. they're higher, so you don't have to bend over quite as far to get. Depending on how high right. you make them, right? right. Um, just certainly for senior citizens if they've got back problems, or or for anyone really with possibly some sort of mobility issue, yeah. they can they can be advantageous because they're higher. Depending on how high you make them, mm-hmm. um, they also provide good drainage. So if you're you know if the if the property where you are is swampy or wet building a raised bed can solve that because the water will down be down below where you're putting the soil. Right. And also aesthetically they they look kind of nice. They give your garden this nice neat organized sort of look. So there's that. Yeah. But really the advantages end there because what are you trying to do? Uh, and remember I'm I'm a permaculture gardener so yeah. I try to copy nature. Right. I've never found a like I've never gone into a forest and seen stuff growing in a box. Yeah. Uh, you know 16 24 <laughs> inches off the ground that just doesn't happen and unless someone left a box in the woods yeah yeah right exactly <laughs> for a couple hundred years it filled up with leaves and stuff yeah, yeah. Um, and even then the, if you look in that box things aren't going to be growing as well there as they actually going to be growing in the soil right plants want to grow in the ground they're they're ter- terrestrial beings terrestrial things and they want to grow in the ground yeah and when you're when you're when you're making a box garden a raised bed garden you're 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 growing a plant in the sky,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what it's you're above doing above the
1: ground. Yeah. and number one disadvantage, they cost money. I mean, you're you're building a garden out of material that is not going to last. Right, right. You're building it out of wood. Yeah. Now, if you're using pressure-treated, womanized, you know, uh, treated lumber, uh, it's going to last a little bit longer. But of course, it's made of poison. So yeah, I
0: was just going to say, is that a <laughs> is that as bad of an idea as it sounds? Is it going to seep into the soil?
1: I don't know. I've never. I'm not a scientist in this area. Yeah. Uh, uh, logic to me would be if you're growing your food in a box made of poison, then probably not a good place <laughs> to grow food. But um, yeah. you'd be the judge of that. Yeah. That's just that's just my deductive yeah. reasoning there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> take it from there. Yeah. Uh, but even if you don't use that, if you use just heavy wood or whatever, that costs money. You know, it it can cost. Uh, well, the cost can get can get high, yeah. and then eventually that's all going to be rotten. And you're gonna burn it at a campfire, or throw it away, or you have to build another one. You know, as I've as I've been saying since the start, gardens should be easy. They shouldn't create work for you.
0: Right.
1: And uh, you know, building your garden, setting up your garden in a manner that's not going to last is going to create work for you down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I also yeah. I, I think you know if you're if you know anything about wood and how to preserve it, filling it with soil and keeping it wet and surrounding it with bugs. <laughs> Not a way to preserve wood. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of one kind of wood that likes that. Right. Uh, unless it's alive. I mean, a living tree can handle that because it's full of saps and resins and it's built for that. But once the tree's dead, mm-hmm. uh, it's just going to break down. So not necessarily a good plan. Yeah. Um, so there's a cost. Not only that, but you're going to have to bring soil in because you're building up. So the higher that thing is, the more soil you got to put in. you got to get that soil from somewhere unless you've got a free source of soil. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to pay for that. I've seen people fill, buy bags of soil and fill it up with bags of soil. That's very expensive and it's not even necessarily the best soil in the world. Yeah. Um, you know, you, good soil is built over time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You have soil in the ground and you, you add organic material to it and the, the life inside the soil improves it on its own and it just gets better and better and better. Mm-hmm. So that's number one, cost. Number two, that good drainage you have in the raised bed garden, it's a benefit, but it can also be a disadvantage because you've got such good drainage. Every time you water your garden, the water is going to go down because that's where water goes. It goes down. So once it drops below where your roots are, you're going to have to water the gardens more often. You're going to have to water them, period, because you've, you've built the garden in a way that's not going to easily provide water to the plants and any growing environment if you want success what you really want to have set up is readily available water all the time not not you don't want to put the water the plants sitting in water certainly mm-hmm. don't want that but you want the soil to retain its moisture so that the plants have water whenever they want it when they want it if you got a raised bed and garden you're going to water it and water is going to go down and if it goes down below the roots are or below where the majority of the roots are You're just going to have to water it more often, especially when you're trying to get your seedlings going. Right. um, Because they have short roots. Once the plants are, you know, if you've got a really deep-rooted plant, and let's say you've got a bed that's 12 inches high, that's not a problem. But the higher you go with that bed, the more you're going to have to think about um, keeping the water. So people solve that by buying these hoses with holes in them. Yeah. And they turn that on. This seems so complicated and so sophisticated. When you could just put the bed lower <laughs> right, and have the plants on the ground where yeah. all that is just taken. You know, the ground, there's, there's, there's a water table in the ground and, and every, every time it rains, there's like a, you know, timer going off where the water is going to go lower and lower and lower and lower and lower. But all plants are designed to handle that and there's more water in the ground than there is above the ground. So why would you buy all that sophisticated pipes and hoses and all that equipment, which, again, is going to break down. It's not going to last forever.
0: Yeah.
1: You're probably going to go through it with a f- shovel or something sometime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've gone through everything with shovels. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, it just seems like you're making so much work for yourself when you could just copy nature, look at the way nature works, and let it just take care of itself. So drainage. Drainage in a raised bed garden can actually be a problem. If you've got a drainage problem, just build your bed high enough to solve that problem. Don't keep going up, right? Yeah. Because um, if you've got you know uh, an area in your backyard that has a bit of water, that's good. I mean, it's basically irrigated. Yeah. You just want to make sure your soil level is higher, a little bit higher than that. But you don't want the plants being swamped. So all you have to do is get higher than that. Number three, yes, a raised bed can help your back, but it has to be pretty high.
0: <laughs> On <laughs> right? a table.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you're still going to bend over, right? I mean, if it's, if it's six inches high, you've got to bend over. If it's 12 inches high, you've got to bend over. If it's, you know, if it's 16 inches high, you've got to bend over. If it's two feet yeah. high, you still have to bend over. Yeah. Still, all this still involves bending. Yeah. So it's got to be quite high, like three feet high for it to actually be, you know, solve that problem for right. you. Which is going to cost, a, that's a lot of lumber. That's a lot of lumber that you're putting together in a box so it can rot out.
0: <laughs> right. What side of this argument are you
1: on, Greg? <laughs> exactly. You'll figure it out as I go. So, number four, uh, it's an artificial environment. I mean, it's you're never going to go in the woods and find, you know, a rectangular high thing that stuff's going to grow in. Things grow in, in the ground. Everything mm-hmm. grows in the ground. Yeah. So, because of that. All those natural – if you're a permaculture gardener, all those natural systems, all those natural things that occur in soil that you want to take advantage of, you're forcing them to adapt to this you know, slightly unnatural environment. So it's not going to be as easy for that life to right. take over and start helping you and working with you, right? You, mm-hmm. you want to take a step towards nature and, and you're hoping that nature will take 10 steps back towards you. So what you need to do is sort of embrace or copy the design. Right. You start, you're starting off with you know, taking a step away. Well, I want it this way. I want it to be high, and I want it to be like this. Well, okay, well, you're working against the grain right there. Um, so it's not to say it can't work. It's just it's going to be you're going to have to make – you're going to have to solve the problems. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to do the extra work mm-hmm. um, to get that working well for you. Yeah. Number uh, five, n- next point. In the – in the, in, the, in the winter, I've noticed in my garden, the gardens that are higher, They the soil in those gardens freezes up sooner than the soil that are of the garden beds that are on the ground. Right. And conversely, in the uh, spring, I've noticed that the beds that are on the ground, and I'm talking about mulch beds here, okay? Yeah. I mean, it's different for bare earth beds. I don't advocate that. But in terms of mulch beds, uh, the garden beds that I have that are closer to the ground, lower in height, They tend to thaw out sooner than the ones that are higher up in the air
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, because they're insulated by, you know, the planet (laughs) as opposed to being above the the grade. So those are the reasons, those are the disadvantages of a a raised bed. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I think they're, you know, I think there's a pretty good case to be, unless you've got a really bad mobility problem, Mm -hmm. just can't get down on your knees you know, if you're perfectly fine, if you're perfectly healthy, then all that kneeling and bending and that's that's exercise. Yeah. You know, like we tend to look at exercise as this thing you have to put on a special outfit on and get out there and join a club to do exercise is just moving. Yeah. So kneeling and bending and twisting and that's all exercise. So mm-hmm. why not just incorporate your exercise into your garden? Then you don't have to stand in front of your television and yeah <laughs> do your boot camp or whatever. Uh, just, yeah. The garden will be your boot camp. Yeah. Uh, it'll demand that you get down and, and, and deal with things. So what's the solution? I've given you all these problems. I haven't given you any solutions. Let's take a step back and just talk about what do the plants want? What does the garden want? Because it's not about you. It's about If you want to have an excellent garden, you have to think like a plant. It's all about having really healthy soil,
0: mm-hmm.
1: having all the sunlight that the plants need. Most, most vegetables, most of the vegetables we like to eat need all the sun they can get. Yeah and ready availability of water. The plants need to have water whenever they want it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not when it's convenient for you, but when they want the water.
0: Yeah,
1: Exactly when they want and All the water they want when they want it. So, I can't think of an artificial system that can provide that. But I know if you look in a forest, it does it perfectly. Every tree gets all the water it wants when it wants the water. Um, so, think like a plant. What does the plant want? And how do I make those resources as easy for the plant to collect as possible? Mm-hmm. So, if you must have all your plants growing in a wooden rectangle,
0: <laughs> like, like us, we live on rock.
1: Yes, and I, I mean my soil isn't very good here either. It's, it's just yeah. solid clay. You, yeah. you can I can I can dig up the clay. I can shape it into like a doll and let it harden, and it'll be a doll. <laughs> you know, I can <laughs> make stuff. I can make stuff out of the existing yeah. soil here. Yeah. Then, unless you're trying to grow plants that have long, deep roots, like a carrot or a parsnip or whatever, you only need to go... I mean, a lot of people just like the aesthetic of a mm-hmm. box. looks mm-hmm. nice, right? Yeah. Unless you have something that is going to be growing all kinds of deep, long roots, uh, using... Just go six inches high. That's all you need. All you need. Mm-hmm. Even if you're p- planting over a lawn. If you've got a grassy lawn and you want to put beds in, just put down some newspaper and put two by six or I think I find three by six holds up a little bit better if you can go to a, a mill where they'll rough cut it for you right um, three by six is just a, and, and also it'll be dimensional so it'll be three inches by six inches not two and three quarters by five and seven eighths or whatever right you know they're never true dimensions when you buy them at the uh, lumber yard If you must have a box then six inches high is all you need for growing anything like zucchini uh, anything that grows up, Right, so tomatoes, zucchini, uh, beans, anything that's growing above the soil that you know isn't going to be putting huge you know sort of tap roots into the ground. Um, Six inches is fine, totally fine, and you save money on the lumber. Uh, If you've got rocks around, you can you can use rocks as a border if you like, and that that can look nice. And the rocks last forever, and they also attract heat to themselves, which a lot of plants like. Uh, They're free, they last forever, and they they hold heat and they also leach minerals into the soil. Yeah. So rocks are handy. If you have to go up because you need that for your whatever your physical condition is, or you just like it. Say, Greg, I don't care. I just like it. Yeah. And sure, that's fine. Then there is a solution where you can have your box garden and it can be high and you don't have to put a ridiculous amount of energy into it to get it the water and to sort of solve all those problems. And I guess I haven't mentioned, regardless of what form mulch, right? That's going to
0: Right. Help, yeah.
1: help solve your water problem. But if you're going, you know, if you have a high raised bed, gravity is p- pulling the water down perpetually. So even with a mulch, you're right. going to have to water at some point because the water's going down and it's going through all this loose soil. It's not going to hold the water, it's just going to go down.
0: Yeah.
1: So how do we solve that? There's an approach to gardening called hogel culture. And you can look it up. I'll put a link on the uh, show notes. And it's a way of copying nature. If, if you're walking through a forest and you see a mound of earth and stuff growing out of that mound of earth, it's not because a bunch of people went and shoveled a mound of earth. Chances are a big tree fell down and leaves and other stuff gathered around that big tree. And over time, it broke down. Yeah. And it just became a mound of earth, right? And so you, you copy that. So a hugelkultur is a garden that they tend to be built like a row and they'll make, imagine a 10 foot wide by three foot deep by two foot high pile of rotten logs. So you just gather up rotten logs in a pile in a row and tell them the height you want. Typically these things can be up to three feet high, mm-hmm. but the rotten logs are only um, like say two feet of that. So you're making a a row of rotten trees, rotten logs, rotten old dead wood. If you live somewhere that is near a forest, there's rotten trees everywhere. Uh, also, if you have neighbors, they they gather up, they cut sticks and branches, and they put them out on uh, uh, recycling day, on compost day. Just go grab all that stuff, and you just arrange that all into a row to be a couple feet high, maybe you know front, you know when you're facing it, a few feet wide. And then you pile all kinds of leaves and stuff over that. So you're making a mound of rotten logs, sticks, and leaves. Mm -hmm. And then you put soil over that. So the traditional way is to just make a mound. right? But I don't see why that couldn't be adapted to a box. So you could just make your box, and let's say your box is three feet high. Instead of having your box uh, full of soil, which you have to pay for, you fill the first two feet with just all this rotten, dead sticks and, you know, rotten branches and leaves and all just just fill that full of it. Yeah, Feet high. And the last foot, you put soil in. So right there, you've saved money because you haven't had to fill it with soil. But also, what you're doing by putting all that uh, organic material into it, all that tree material and everything like that, as that stuff breaks down, it becomes sponge-like in texture and it'll hold water. So every time, you're going to have this core in your garden below the soil. That's perpetually moist, perpetually wet. Every time it rains, it's the you know, the water's gonna hit your soil, it's gonna go down, and it's gonna hit all that rotten leaves and branches and sticks and, and logs and stuff like that. And that stuff's gonna absorb it. Right. And it's gonna stay in it. Not only that, but that all that mass will have all kinds of nutrients in it that all the microbial life in the ground will just love. So there'll be all these things, mm-hmm. centipedes and stuff and worms in there, working around it, doing stuff with it, moving it up and down through your soil, and it's going to fertilize the garden. Nice. So it's a way of having a raised bed such that it solves your water problem. It also is a slow-release, long-term fertilization method. And I've read these things will run for about 10 years. So after 10 years... It's, it's so broken down that you might want to, you know, take it apart and change it over a bit. But it's a way to have a raised bed that works like it's growing in the ground. Yeah. Because you're putting all this stuff in it to uh, to hold moisture. And, and even for that matter, if you're building a raised bed and you're only going 12 inches high, uh, throw a bunch of bags of leaves or something in first before you put your soil down. Yeah. And that'll create like a water sponge. So that you need something to... I mean, you need the water to drain out but right. you don't want the water to drain right out no. it's good to put something down that hangs onto the water yeah um, so if you must have a raised bed i understand it's an aesthetic and you don't mind spending the money then that's a solution to the water problem cool. but if you if you're on the fence over this thing don't waste your time and money
0: yeah
1: <laughs> you know, or if let's say you uh move you, you bought a house and they had a raised bed you know, I, I did this for someone the other uh, about a month ago. They had a raised bed that was two two by sixes high. And I split them in half and made two two garden beds out of the one garden oh, because yeah. they only need to be six inches high. Right. Cool. So, a few thoughts on raised beds and yeah. what I think about them. I, I've not seen any advantage to, in my own garden, I've got both.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I've not seen any advantage to the raised beds other than they can be handy for growing things like potatoes, um, because you can, I plant the potato right down at the bottom where the the ground was. And all those potatoes grow up through the soil. Um, But generally speaking, you know, garden beds that I have that are four inches uh, right in the ground or a couple inches off the ground, uh, and I have a raised bed, and they'll both grow plants equally the same.
0: Well, there you have it. I know Greg's been hinting around at that for a number of episodes, and he finally got it out
1: yeah, I know, I feel so much better
0: now, <laughs> <laughs> now the, unlike those people who have a dozen raised garden beds in their yard right now but uh but anyway, <laughs> but anyway why did right. I do
1: that? <laughs> well, no, I'll probably get all kinds of negative messages that'd be great have a discuss- Well, I was just
0: gonna say, um yeah, by all means, check out the show notes for this episode at MaritimeGardening.com dot com slash zero zero nine and uh feel free to. Send the hate mail.
1: <laughs> and bring on the hate. Well, if there's any re- any positive reasons for having that I haven't listed, please yeah. let me know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let us know. I mean, uh, you know, these are just opinions only, obviously. Uh, so, but it makes for a good show.
1: Well, and this is, I mean, the whole angle from this is a permaculture yeah, uh, sort of thing. So yeah. permaculture point of view, its I just don't get it. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> no, that makes, that makes sense. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And um, by all means, um, you know, share the love on Facebook if you're able to or, um, you know... Just- share the hate. Or the hate, yes. <laughs> in this particular one, there may be a little of that. And that's fine, too. Share it. You know, email the, the link to our show to a friend who might be in the gardening, may not, may not be on Facebook or may not be aware. That would be great. And, um, yeah, so... Awesome, that was episode nine. Again, MaritimeGardening.com dot com slash zero zero nine, and thanks for sharing your thoughts today, Greg. (laughs) Anytime, (laughs) (laughs) and we'll we'll bring them back on episode ten. So take care, everybody, and uh, happy gardening. Happy gardening. All right, bye bye.